Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. Here are some California headlines we're following. Over the weekend, thousands of people took to the streets across the state to protest Israel's sustained bombardment of the Gaza Strip in the wake of Hamas's attack on Israel. Israel's air attacks have killed thousands of people in Gaza. The largest rallies were in Los Angeles and San Francisco, where thousands of people marched through downtown and blocked the 101 freeway. Wael Buhesi is a community organizer in the Bay Area and has family in Gaza. This is not the time for us to stay home. This is not the time for us to relent. Uh, as the massacres go on, as the displacement and the horrors of this war are happening and inflicted on the Palestinian people. Along with demanding an immediate ceasefire, the protesters called for an increase in humanitarian assistance to Gaza residents. And senior officers of the Greater Sacramento chapter of the NAACP, including its president, Betty Williams, have been suspended by the national NAACP because of allegations of financial impropriety. In a letter to the Sacramento chapter from NAACP President Derek Johnson, suspended members are told to cease and desist from holding themselves out as members of the organization. Williams says the allegations against her are false and politically motivated. The news came as NAACP members gathered over the the weekend for the Civil Rights Organization State Convention in Burlingame. In Southern California, authorities are warning residents about possible wildfire danger as strong Santa Ana winds continue in some areas. Red flag warnings for Los Angeles and Ventura counties are expected to last at least through today with gusts of 35 to 65 miles per hour. Street parking restrictions are in place in some areas to keep roads clear in the event of possible evacuations. SoCal Edison has also warned some 150,000 of its customers about the need for possible preventive power shutoffs. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Hi there, I'm Randad Fattah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country, 
and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. The aftermath of the October 7th Hamas attack on Israel is proving an especially tough time for Jewish progressives in California. From Los Angeles, LAist correspondent Leslie Berenstein-Rojas has more. In the days after the attack, a group of young Jewish progressives began holding vigils around L.A. for the Israelis who died and for Palestinians killed in the airstrikes that followed. Asher Kaplan was at a vigil in Sherman Oaks when some cars pulled up alongside. Blasting music, yelling at us, telling us that we were Nazis, you know, all this stuff. Kaplan says these critics, like him, are also members of the local Jewish community. As American Jews have come together to mourn, long-standing divisions over Israel have, at the same time, been deepening. It's felt here in L.A., where the Jewish community leans liberal, and criticism, at least pre-war, of the hardline Israeli government was not uncommon. But even among Jewish progressives, feelings about how Israel should respond are complex. Some are calling for a ceasefire. Others are trying to reconcile their progressive values with outrage, grief, and a sense of feeling abandoned by the larger left. On one end of the spectrum are groups like If Not Now, which Asher Kaplan volunteers for. Last week, he joined their protest in front of Vice President Kamala Harris's house in Brentwood, calling for an end to the airstrikes. I don't think that dropping 6,000 bombs on Gaza in the span of a week is an effective strategy for returning the hostages safely. It's a stance he's found himself defending a lot lately, against bystanders, friends, even relatives as conversations turn angry. There have always been a diversity of of opinions within the Jewish community about the state of Israel. And criticism of the way that the country conducts itself is not criticism of Jewish people or Judaism. But emotions over the conflict are extremely raw, informed by the ever-present trauma of the Holocaust and fears of anti-Semitism. As many Americans on the left have taken to the streets in support of Palestine, even some of L.A.'s most progressive Jewish leaders say they feel alone, disconnected from other Americans who otherwise share their views. In her sermon on Yom Kippur, less than two weeks before the Hamas attack, L.A. Rabbi Sharon Brous made clear her feelings about Israel's conservative government. And the fact is, there can be no democracy with occupation. Brous, whose congregation Ikar is in Pico Robertson, still feels this way. But she also feels abandoned by non-Jewish progressives who, in her view, haven't been as vocal about the loss of Israeli lives. She makes this analogy. To imagine if they're God forbid, had been a massacre like this on American soil under the Trump administration. And then if the world responded to that massive loss of life by saying, well, but they lived under this government, so it's really their fault. It's a frustration shared by Rabbi Joel Simons with the Wilshire Boulevard Temple. Simons directs the Jewish Center for Justice, which works with other progressive groups on issues like voting rights and environmental justice. He says while he'll remain dedicated to his work. Will I sit at the table with coalition partners that I sat at the table with a month ago? Maybe not, because... I feel a sense of hurt. Simons says he can't speak for all Jewish progressives, but he knows where he stands on the conflict. I like to consider myself a progressive and a liberal. I'm not going to abandon those terms just because I have been frustrated with individuals who claim to be progressive. All that being said, I'm not a pacifist. I do believe in just war. 
as Rabbi Brous observes, the struggle is to reconcile multiple truths. The challenge of our time is to hold more than one truth at once and to continue to hold, above all else, our humanity and one another's. In other words, there's no lockstep and no easy answers. For The California Report, I'm Leslie Berestein Rojas. And that is this edition of the California Report for Monday, October 30th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm your host, Saul Gonzalez. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great day. Support for the California Report comes from Stanford Medicine, comprising its School of Medicine and Adult and Children's Health Systems, working together to advance knowledge and improve lives. StanfordMedicine.org. Paint Care. Now, with more than 850 drop-off sites in California, where households and businesses can recycle their leftover paint. More at paintcare.org. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy includes Schmidt Ocean Institute, advancing the frontiers of ocean science, exploration, and discovery. On the web at schmidtocean.org. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio, it was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey. That's where you go to Sunshine State. But we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts.